0: Welcome to Rethink Your Rules with Jenny Hobbs, M.D., a fresh perspective on relationships, success, and happiness for high-achieving moms. Hey there, it's Jenny. Welcome back to another episode of Rethink Your Rules. This week, I am super excited to share with you a tool that my clients and I have been finding really, really helpful for those moments of overwhelm, when you feel like you have this to-do list or this calendar that's full of things that you have to do, and you don't know how you're going to fit them all in, you're not even sure if you want to do them. Uh, this has been a really simple system that we go through. It's a series of questions we ask to really get clear on, on what we want and how we can kind of take some control back of that. It's also a great tool for those moments where you have agreed to do something or you're feeling kind of obligated to do something, and you're not sure you actually want to, but you also don't really know how to get out of it. and you're kind of vacillating on that. This, you know, as you can imagine, for those of us that are people pleasers, or, you know, we tend to kind of have FOMO, we say yes to a lot of things. uh, This can be something that can be really challenging. It can even be hard as we get to a certain point in our lives as being, you know, working moms and high achieving women, it can be hard to even remember the difference between what we want and what other people want us to do and what we should do right and so I really like this tool because it's a really simple way of starting to articulate that to ourselves all right so here is how you can use this tool there's a couple of ways the first way you can use it is if you are feeling like your calendar is just really overwhelming and busy and you can't find any time for yourself and you're finding yourself thinking well I have to do that and I have to do that I have to do that and you kind of want to change that, but you don't know where to start. So that's one way you can use it. Or, you know, just a season of life where you're really busy and you've maybe realized you've overcommitted and you're not sure how to untangle that. Uh, this would be especially probably relatable for some of us as we head into the holidays, right? Where there's a lot of demands coming from all directions and things that all sound great. We want to do, but we have limited resources. The second way you could use this is maybe you don't feel that way about your whole calendar, but maybe there are, you know, there's one or two things where you've, committed to doing them, but you're kind of dreading them or you're wishing you didn't have to do them. Or, um, maybe there's something someone asked you to do, but you're kind of hesitating on answering them because you're not sure how to say that you don't want to do it. Things like that. So you can kind of use it for your, if you have an entire calendar of things that you're thinking, I have to do those things. Or if there's maybe just one thing in your life where you feel like you have to do it, maybe you already said you would do it, or you feel pressure to do it or whatever. And in either case, the sort of overarching idea that you want to keep in mind here is that you don't have to do anything. Now, stick with me here because I know the first time I heard that I kind of was like, well, I'm sure some things you have to do. But at a very basic level, you don't have to do anything. You may choose to do things because you don't want the bad outcomes associated with not doing them, right? Uh, the consequences, right? So Maybe you don't have to pay your taxes, but you if you don't pay your taxes, then you may have to pay a fine or get in trouble or go to jail or whatever, right? So so in that sense, on a very basic level, you don't, you know, I don't have to put a seatbelt on, but I might choose to put a seatbelt on because I don't want to take a risk of dying or being injured or getting a you know, ticket or whatever. And I know that some things may not seem quite as clear cut as those examples, <clears throat> but the concept will help you sort out your schedule. I promise, <laughs> and sort out what you want. So, what I want you to do—you know—you can even pause and do this right now if you're not driving and you have some things in mind that you want to do, or you can kind of think about this and come back to it later, or maybe save it. So, what I want you to do is take a piece of paper or get out—I always like to have a little journal uh, with me you know, and <laughs> to do these things as they come to my mind. But take a piece of paper. And the first thing I want you to do is right across the top of it, I don't have to do anything. (laughs) Okay, just remind yourself, I don't have to do anything, right? I'm an adult, don't have to do anything. Okay, now what I want you to do is if you have kind of a number of things in your mind, I want you to write down all the things. Maybe write down all the activities that are coming up on your calendar over the next week that you're thinking you have to do or all the things on your to-do list that you think you have to do. If you want to just start with one thing, you only have one thing in mind, like there's something that's just weighing on you that you need to just make a decision because that decision is weighing on you, great. So write down whatever it is that you're thinking you have to do that you want to do this exercise with. One thing or you can list a whole bunch of them. So once you've listed out all those things, I want you to, we're going to do this with the first thing on your list. Okay. This is the same, whether you just have one thing on your list or you have 20, we're just going to take them one at a time. So with the first thing on your list, here's the first question you're going to ask yourself. Do I want to do this? Right. So let's say it is uh, taking your kids (laughs) trick-or-treating. I'm recording this on Halloween. Okay, so just your first sort of gut and Do you want to do that or do you not want to do it? You have to overthink this. If it's a pretty easy yes, you can even use in there this, this phrase, which I really love, which is like, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no, right? So, so it's a hell yes, I want to do it. Or maybe it's something at work that's like your dream project that is going to move everything forward for you. Yes, I want to do this. Like this is for me. I'm going to present at a conference this week. It's about ADHD and physicians, which I love. I I love everything about it. I love speaking. I've shared openly here. You know, I have like fears and insecurities that come up around this for different reasons. But at the end of the day, if I think about doing that talk, I want to do that. Right? It fits. It's aligned. It's great. So it should feel like that. So if your answer is, yes, I want to do it, then great. Now stop telling yourself, I have to do it. and change it to I want to do it, right? So instead of saying, if it's me, I have to put my slides together for my talk, right? I want to put my slides together for my talk, because that's the truth. I do. I want to do this. I want to do a good job, right? And just even that language shift is really key, right? Now, if your answer is no, to that first, you know, sort of knee-jerk question. I don't really want to do it. It's not a hell yes. It's, you know, for me, it's like some kind of paperwork at my job that I find boring and stupid. Or like as I I've been changing jobs recently and all the benefits and timelines and getting things reimbursed. I just hate that stuff. It just drags me down. Right. So I don't really want to do any of that. Right. So then I might say no to those things. Or maybe you say, no, I don't really want to take my kids trick-or-treating. I don't really care that much about Halloween. I like other holidays. I have other ways to connect with my kids. It's cold you know, it's a lot of work, whatever. So now we're going to get to second question. So the second question, let's say you said, no, I don't want to. Now you want to ask yourself, is there a bad outcome I'm trying to avoid by doing this? Yes or no. And so a bad outcome would be like, let's use the example of my paperwork and stuff with work job or work switching, work job, uh, work transitions. So I don't really want to lose thousands of dollars of reimbursements that they owe me, right? I don't really want to not have health insurance for my family for the next month, right? So the bad outcomes I'm trying to avoid are pretty clear. Or maybe like with Halloween, like, yeah, I don't really want to go do it, but... It's important to my kids and I want to avoid the bad outcome of them missing out on this experience or I want to avoid the bad outcome of them being disappointed that I wasn't there for that experience or whatever, or I want to avoid the bad outcome of them going by themselves and being unsafe, right? So again, you can do this with anything. Um, So is there a bad outcome you're trying to avoid? And another related question you can kind of ask yourself here is like, what's the worst that will happen if I don't do this, right? And it's getting at the same question. It's like, what are you afraid of? And for a lot of my clients, the fact is what they're afraid of is what someone else will think, someone else's opinion. And most of the time, that person's opinion is not actually going to have any bad outcome on the rest of their life at all. Often it's an inconsequential person, but they just know that person's going to think something and they they they're sort of like knee they're have this knee jerk response to to avoid having other people think anything bad of them and, or to people please without actually thinking through is that really that bad of an outcome right so what's the worst that will happen from this bad outcome I'm trying to avoid that's that's really the second thing to articulate um, and trust me it's important to articulate this to yourself okay so. Now, if there's no bad outcome you're trying to avoid, which does sometimes happen, right? You're like, oh, wait, is there a bad outcome I'm trying to avoid? No, actually, there isn't. There's like some random person told me two years ago, I should always do this thing. And turns out it doesn't really matter. And no one ever notices whether I do it. And it's not important. <laughs> I've just been doing it on autopilot, right? Or, oh, it turns out like this is something my parents always did. And I've just been doing it because it seems like the right thing to do. But there's no bad outcome to not doing it, right? So So your answer there might be, uh, no, there's no bad outcome, in which that's easy enough. You can just cancel, right? Um, But if your answer is, yeah, there is a bad outcome, you know, something might happen to my kids, or there's a financial bad outcome, or a health outcome, or this will set me back in my career, or there's a chance that my parents will be really mad at me and we will have to have an argument about it, or they'll make comments about it. And I do want to point out here, sometimes for for people pleasers, especially the bad outcome is like someone else is going to be disappointed and maybe that person is going to give you a hard time about it. Maybe it's your spouse or your parents. Maybe that person is a little bit manipulative or a little bit emotionally mature, a little bit narcissistic or whatever word you want to use for it, right? and so, So sometimes you're going around putting all these things on your calendar and the reason that you're doing it is not because you want to, right? Question one but it's because there's a bad outcome you're trying to avoid, which is that person being unhappy and making my life miserable. Right. And so I want you to articulate that to yourself. If that's the reason you're doing it, you know, I'm going to do this because I don't want my mom to make a comment, (laughs) you know, or I don't want my husband to like get pissed off and then not do his stuff because he's kind of retaliating me for not doing what he wants or whatever. Right. So just notice for yourself, like what, are you worried about that other person doing that's going to be so bad if you don't if you don't take this thing on that they want you to do or that you think they want you to do? Okay. And the reason the reason you want to actually write this down is because of question three, <laughs> which <laughs> is okay, do I like this reason? So if the bad outcome you're trying to avoid is someone else's behavior that you anticipate they're going to have. Do you like that reason for not for for doing it? And you want to answer this for yourself really clearly. And and sometimes the answer is yes. Like, you know what? I would rather do this thing than have to put up with that person's response. Or I'd rather do this thing than have to, you know, lose all this money for the job transition. I'd rather do this thing than have to explain myself to my boss. Right? That's that's fine. But you really want to be honest with yourself like do you like that reason? Or is the bad outcome that you're trying to avoid, you know, some other person's opinion that doesn't really even matter to you. And when push comes to shove, you don't love that reason for making your own life miserable. Maybe you don't want to continue to do this thing to avoid your parents' emotional immature, emotionally immature response or your spouse's emotionally immature response or whatever, or your mother-in-law's sarcastic, uh, passive aggressive comment, right? Maybe you've just been sort of going around doing things to avoid that response from that person. But when it turns out you write it down, you don't actually love that reason for continuing to do so. And this is very personal. Don't get me wrong. I'm using some sort of various examples just to get you thinking, but don't take this as me telling you as a value judgment, what is a good, a good enough reason Or what's a reason that you should like or not? Like, this is very personal to you. But you really want to sit with this and own, okay, I like this reason or I don't. Okay. Now, if you like the reason, like in my case, let's use my work stuff as an example, right? Do I want to do the paperwork for job transitions and try to sit on the phone with all these people to get my money back, reimbursements, my... FSA, figuring all that stuff out, all my benefits. Do I want to do it? That's question one. Uh, No, (laughs) not at all. Number two, is there a bad outcome I'm trying to avoid? Yeah, what's the worst will happen? I'll lose money. My kids won't have health insurance. You know, it's big, more work later. Okay, so number three, do I like that reason? Yeah, I like that reason. That seems like a pretty good reason to get it done, right? So if that's the case, you like your reason, you feel good about it, then you do it. But then you have this mindset switch. So instead of, I have to do this stuff, right? You can literally say to yourself, I don't want to do this. This is not my favorite thing to do, but I'm choosing to because X and then tell yourself your reason, right? Or when other people ask you, like, say like, well, I, you know, don't really want to, but I'm choosing to, or you could leave off the, I don't really want to just say, oh yeah, you know, I'm going to be doing this today. And you can even say your reason, or you can say, I'm choosing to do this, but really owning that you are choosing that intentionally versus you have to. Okay. Now, if you get to this point, you know, you've asked yourself if you want to, and the answer is no. And then you ask yourself if there's a bad outcome you're trying to avoid, and what's the worst that will happen? And it's somebody else's opinion, right? And then you ask yourself, do I like that reason? And you're like, no, you know, I'm kind of tired of filling my calendar with things because I'm afraid of what someone else is going to think. Here's the hard part. If you don't like your reason, then it's time to cancel it. It's time to say no. Even if, you know, sometimes I have clients who the bad outcome they're trying to avoid is literally that they said they would do it before and they will feel bad that they're letting people down and they think they should never let anybody down and never go back on their word. And then they realize, like, after a while, they might say, gosh, I don't like that reason so much because I'm just letting myself down because I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not willing to, to say, hey, I overschedule myself and back out of something when really there's not any major consequence to that. For my career or anything else, it's just that it feels wrong. Right. And so they might get to that point, like, you know, I really don't like that reason anymore. I'm going to have to say no and I have to go back and say, I know I said I could do this thing, but I can't anymore. And this is really hard because this is where we run up against, you know, I talk about rethinking your rules. This is where we run up against our rules for ourselves, right? That we shouldn't disappoint people and that people are going to be upset with us and that we should never go back on our word and we should be consistent and we should be able to do everything and we should be able to hustle more and all those shoulds and perfection and people pleasing, it just all comes to the surface, right? So I'm not saying that this is easy, but if you get to that point and you've really been honest with yourself and this is where you're at, you don't want to. And the bad outcome you're trying to avoid is something, a reason that you're just not really happy with anymore. Like you you really, that's the moment to kind of take a deep breath and figure out how to stop doing it. Say no, cancel, whatever you need to do, find the words. This is something I coach people through, right? Learning how to communicate that. And trust me, it feels like you're going to die. <laughs> like, you want to vomit the first few times, but it gets easier and easier. And the weight that comes off your shoulders once you do this is amazing because you don't have it weighing you down all the time. And you would be amazed how much energy it takes to have these things hanging over your head, thinking I have to, I have to, I have to, when deep down, you know, you don't really want to, and you know, it just doesn't feel aligned for you. And you haven't articulated all that. You're just kind of like going through the motions. It takes a lot of energy or thinking that you really want to cancel something, but being scared to do it. That also takes a lot of energy. Okay. So let's summarize this all again, really quickly. So you're thinking about things that you have to do. You're feeling overwhelmed, not sure you really want to do them, trying to figure out how you can clear some things off your schedule, or you've got one big thing hanging over your head. In either case, write down the things on a piece of paper. It could be one thing. It could be 20 things. I don't care. Then at the top of the piece of paper, write, I don't have to do anything. And then take the items one by one. First item, first question, do I want to? Yes, great, do it, but stop telling yourself you have to and say, I want to. (laughs) Now, the answer to the first question, do I want to, is no, you go to the second question. Okay, now is there a bad outcome you're trying to avoid? If the answer is no, then cancel it and stop saying yes to that because now you know you don't really want to do it and you've been doing it on autopilot. Now, if the answer to the second question, is there a bad outcome, is yes, you're going to kind of think about, okay, what's the worst will happen, and then you're going to go to question three. Do I like this reason? Avoiding this bad outcome, this worst thing will happen, do I like that reason? Now, if your answer is, yes, I do like my reason, I'm avoiding something terrible, then go ahead and do it, but work on your self-talk to say, I'm choosing to instead of I have to, or I don't want to, but I'm choosing to because instead of I have to. Okay. Now, if your answer to this third question, do I like my reason is no, I don't like my reason. I don't like whatever it is that I'm trying to avoid this worst case scenario, this fear, whatever doesn't feel like a good reason to, to make myself fill up my calendar to this degree and be overwhelmed and exhausted and, you know, maybe resentful, right? So that's a clue that maybe you you know, this might be a sign that you've been in that people-pleasing or hustle culture mindset and perfectionism, and you're kind of pushing yourself to do things that are, are in the end, not really serving you, right? So if you come to that realization, this is a sign that you could consider just saying no, say no, cancel it, come up with the words, thank you for thinking to me, I'm so sorry So, you know, um, One of the coaches I know says it's like, you know, you find your... 30 seconds of brave and type the email, right? It's really hard at the moment, but it feels good when it's done. And I just want to say one thing I probably should have mentioned at the beginning is that the point of this ex- exercise is not necessarily that you hold yourself to canceling or not canceling based on this. I mean, there are some of us who are really, you know, years deep into these habits, and it's really hard. It can feel like it's going to kill you to say no or to back out on something. And so, you don't want to use this work against yourself. Even if you get all the way to the end of this and you realize that really the most aligned thing for you would be to cancel, but you can't bring yourself to do it for whatever reason, that is still amazing progress. Because what you have done is you have been honest with yourself. You have grown in self-awareness. You now are seeing the patterns that have led to where you are. And that is the first step to taking back control of your life, even if you don't actually take action from that point right now, right away, right? You, through this process, you become extremely aware of why you're doing what you're doing and you're honest with yourself, even if not with anyone else. And that always serves you because what that does, and you'll notice a lot of the language that I had to do here where you change from I have to, to I want to, or I have to, to I choose to, right? Do I like this reason? Notice how all of this thinking in this language is giving you a sense of ownership over your life. It's reminding you that you have a choice. It's reminding you of your autonomy. It's reminding you that you are not a victim of your circumstances or how other people respond, right? That you are choosing this for a reason, whatever the case may be, and that you get to decide if you like your reasons and you get to decide when and if you want to change what you're doing based on that. And if you really get in the habit of doing this work and articulating all this to yourself, You will find that over time you recognize your own inner voice better, what you want and don't want, and you start to recognize patterns and you can start thinking ahead about which things you maybe do want to do the work to, to say no to, or which, which habits you do want to do the work to change. Like maybe you realize, okay, like I really don't like my reasons and I keep doing this thing and I don't have the skills and tools to tell this person. Well, over time you might say, okay, I'm going to prioritize figuring out those skills and tools, right? Even that All of that is what can happen from just being aware, even if you don't hold yourself to making the changes right away. And then the final benefit to this work, which I think is really cool, is let's say that you do decide to cancel something or say no to something or maybe disappoint someone from this place after you've done this thought work. It's going to go so much better. Like They're going to have their responses, right? They might be upset. They might be disappointed. They might do the exact terrible, bad outcome you were worried about, right? But you will be better prepared for it because you'll be solid, right? You will have this inner knowing that it was the right thing for you. It was lying for you. You liked your reasons. You've thought it all through. You'll know you weren't doing it from resentment or blame or shame, you know, because because it's a reason you like, right? It's for your best self. And so when they are upset or they are questioning or they're confused because they're used to you acting one way and now you're acting differently, you are much more immune to all of that. And it doesn't mean you don't care. You're not kind to them, but you're just going to be less likely to be sort of changing your mind or bending over backward to try to apologize or worrying about it or trying to cushion it. Um, I think a lot of times what we do is we realize, okay, we've overbooked ourselves or we've said yes to too many things. We're overwhelmed, resentful, we're exhausted. And then we just, we cancel things or we lash out at people or whatever. But we're doing it from that place Of this emotional urgency and frustration. And whenever you do that, and then somebody has a bad response, what happens? Like your foundation is kind of shaky, right? So then you begin to question yourself and question your reasons, and then you feel guilty. And then that really opens you up to all this back and forth. Whereas if you go into that conversation saying, I know why I'm doing this, I like my reasons, I feel great about my reasons, and you don't have to tell them all that, but if you just know that and you simply say clearly, okay, I'm not gonna be able to do this, whatever their response, good or bad or whatever you are going to be more emotionally solid and calm at receiving that and able to move forward. So your no is going to go a lot better if you've done this work first than if you just try to start saying no to things without thinking it through first. And that's why I really love this work. So those three questions, just really quick one more time. Do I want to? If if the answer is no, you don't want to, then is there a bad outcome I'm trying to avoid? What's the worst that will happen? And then if yeah, there is something I'm worried about trying to avoid, do I like that reason? And then if you don't like that reason, then consider just canceling it. And if anywhere along the way you have the opposite answer, then you can go ahead and do it. Great. But just stop telling yourself you have to. You don't have to do anything. You either want to or you're choosing to (laughs) for a reason that you like. Okay? So I hope you found that super valuable. And as you're going through and beginning to implement this work, if you're finding that you're not quite sure what you want, or you're not quite sure how to handle the emotions that come up when you think about changing these habits, or you're not quite sure what words to say, or you don't know how you're going to have your own back when you tell this person no, or you cancel something. That is what I do as a one-on-one coach. I really help you implement this work because it's easy to put it into my little algorithms. You know, we I'm a doctor. We love our algorithms. The systems are simple, but the implementation is the tricky part. And that is what I'm here for. I would love to help you see faster results and take ownership of your life more quickly. So reach out, set up a console, and I can tell you more about how this might apply to your life. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to Rethink Your Rules with Jenny Hobbs, MD. Would you like to learn more about how to apply this to your own life through personalized coaching with Jenny? Visit us on the web at JennyHobbsMD.com to schedule a free consultation. If you found value in what you heard today, please consider subscribing to the podcast and giving us a five-star rating so we can reach even more women like you.